The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I have to run these by you guys because um, I kind of like this kind of thing, but some people find it to be too silly or weird or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Oh, Jude just opened the door. Not a bad. Do you see that? Judy just opened the door behind me. Good job. He just walks up and goes, thick. In any case, three things your Amazon driver hates to deliver. You guys like those kind of stories? I guess it depends on what he hates to deliver. But, I mean, they, they, it's always their top story. Uh, this is, uh, you know, a news delivery service. But their top story is all about things like three things or ten things or seven things or whatever about your life. I find that kind of interesting. But, I mean, I want to make sure you guys think they're interesting, too, because I need the, you know, the listeners to think it's interesting. What do you think of that? I think listeners yeah. like it. Yeah, I, I think they do. Okay. I'm always interested to hear what people don't like about their job. That <laughs> that too. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> always think about. Three things your Amazon driver hates to deliver. I'm thinking, God, what refrigerator, <laughs> steamroller. That would be heavy. Yeah. A steamroller. Yes, I have to deliver a steamroller today, and therefore, um, okay, we'll figure out because I can't. I cannot think of what they would hate to deliver so much. Something that really stinks. There was some kind of. Is there a food that really reeks? Well, I mean, you're not supposed to be able to smell food through a package. If you can, that's probably not a good thing. I would assume it's like anything heavy, maybe something fragile. Like if it has to be set up a certain way. I bet TV is one because, yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. You drop those just right and they are gone. It's a tough time of year to be an Amazon driver. Uh, so help them out by not ordering this stuff online. A driver named Jennifer Lewis is blowing up on TikTok after uh, listing the top things she hates to deliver. Brittany, any guess one thing that might be uh, that she would hate to deliver? God, I'm guessing it's got to be the shape and size. So maybe like toilet paper would be annoying because it's probably really cheap and takes up a lot of space. Like I've well, heard that's true. about that kind that's of true. stuff. Yeah, okay. I, you might be onto something. I, I, it's a list filled of stuff that is you could really just go to the store and get this yourself, but you're wasting my time. There you go. I like it. Okay, here we go. Um, number one is kitty litter. It doesn't last, uh, excuse me, it doesn't take uh, long to go through it. So people are constantly ordering it on Amazon now. She wishes you just pick it up at the grocery store. Why would you care? Kitty litter doesn't weigh that much. Does it weighs it? a lot. It's oh, super it? heavy. It's yeah. basically just it's solid clay. So, when it comes in big bags, yeah, yeah. Well, see, I didn't even know that. I had no idea. I think a, yeah. like a standard box. Well, let's see. Someone's got their uh, headphones on too loud. They do, or something. I don't know what's going on. Every so often, I'm getting some feedback. Squeaky, squeaky from. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Yes, exactly. I don't, my levels are the same as always. Is. Hmm. I wonder if. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. but let's Are you see. still he- hearing it? No, it's only every so often. Let's right. see. Well, a yeah. single jug of cat litter, and this isn't a big jug, uh, weighs 20 pounds. And this is like maybe a gallon. So, so 20 pounds. So if you get like a six-pack, all of a sudden you're up to, you know, 120 yeah, pounds. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That would be a, a tough deal. Dog food, again, those bags can weigh 30, 40, or even 50 pounds. And it's something you can get at grocery stores or Petco. And finally, and I could really understand that, because Amazon sells 40 packs. They're not light. 
bottled water. Yeah. Yeah, buying bottled water on Amazon is a weird thing to do. It's I would super agree. Weird. Yeah. Because bottled yeah, water I mean, for the most like there's only a few brands really that are different. Like I can tell the difference between like Dasani and I don't know, Ice Mountain. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like water is pretty much just water. And your local grocery store has one of the good ones, I guarantee it. I like sparkling water. There's, That's my deal. Cat litter, like, I get because bad cat litter is bad. It's, like, arguably worse than nothing. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, special cat litter, the non-clumping, ultra-clumping, multi-cat, scented, non-scented, et cetera. Yeah, so like, and once your cat likes a specific one, <laughs> yep, you, you cannot it. change it or your oh, life really? will be hell. Yep. Yeah, because when they start to go somewhere else and they've committed, mm-hmm. good luck. Yep. Really? So they just yeah. go pee in other parts of the house? Yep. Yeah. Oh, um, I suppose. Yeah, and that's not the one you want. Um, no. Yeah, so cat litter, like, I get. If Amazon has that special cat litter, or it's like Chewy. Chewy's going to be the same thing. Delivery driver is going to be dealing with that, mm-hmm. too. So. And, like, I get, so I get my kitty litter just, like, out and about, no big whoop. But then I will get this stuff called Cat Attract that I sprinkle on. Yeah. And I don't know if I, I'm too scared to change it. I don't even know if I could quit doing that, mm. but I'm too scared to, to ever make that change. So I have this like whole ritual I do with the kitty litter. You have a ritual. Yeah. And I pray I like on that. it. Mm-hmm. I like that. You bless the kitty litter. Yeah. I love my cat. He is my son. Um, and I also could not handle him peeing in at different parts of the room. That isn't the, the cat pee is so. Yep. Intense. It ruins carpets instantly. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. On a typical day, Amazon drivers deliver up to 350 packages. So if you do order water, at least uh, leave a bottle on the porch for them to take. If they uh, brought uh, you lots of boxes this year, maybe even think about a holiday tip. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have the same driver, you would tip them at Christmas, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, it's you rare think. you have the same driver or, yeah. or even know yeah, exactly. with Amazon because it's all yep. over the place. Mm-hmm. I think you also have to start asking yourself, do we want stores around? Because if you're buying things like water. Yeah, for real, you've water. Just te- you've just told me that like you don't want to be able to pick anything up at yeah. any point. You mm-hmm. want, and, and that's fine if that's what you want. I want stores around. Like, I don't need every store to exist. I'm not going to go buy everything all the time, but like, water you're not going to go to a store around here so people like for what and you want a giant box to have to deal with it as well like yeah it's something you can get it, like even like convenience stores anywhere it's literally yeah. everywhere yeah so i have a question would it be okay for me to call a, a, a driver to go pick up a 55 gallon drum of the cheese balls at costco yeah oh, that probably that weighs nothing that probably weighs nothing you know what and this is where you go and tell Andy to do it and pay him money. Like, this is our that Kevin too. or me. This is when you can employ one of us to go grab that for you because that's a pretty fun task. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a big Costco fan. I love going to Costco because yeah. anytime, you know, I was thinking of buying a couple of uh, those protein bars and you pick up the bag and there's like 750 of them in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, this gigantic I, I jug of cheese balls from Costco yeah. uh, weighs two pounds. That's it, see? Yeah. Uh, so I'm being kind to the driver. And I don't know like what the volume of the package is, but uh, I would guess there's got to be at least a couple hundred cheese balls in there. See? So there you go. That'd be a good one. What could be better? That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, that's the whole deal. Just make sure you leave a holiday. Well, you want to leave a holiday tip anyway. But but like you guys just pointed out, well, you don't always get the same driver. So how would you do that? Yeah. yeah no, I mean, I've even out where we live, we don't have the same driver. I don't, I mean, I don't recognize them ever. Same mail carrier, yes. But Amazon yeah. delivery driver, FedEx, no, it's always different. Well, no, FedEx, I suppose FedEx and UPS would be the same. But Amazon has their own special like drivers. And they are never the same. No, that is very true. I just found this. This could be good, or it could be that you guys all tear up. There's no question about it. You ready? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. makes you feel most nostalgic over the holidays? Do you get nostalgic over the holidays? Yeah. yeah. You do. 
I'm finding uh, I do less and less over time. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Even with Ethan being born, like there's some things that you want to do that you did as a kid. Well, I mean, yeah, there's like certain things. Of course, there's like 8,000 different Christmas movies that it's like, you know, Melissa and I grew up watching. So now Ethan's yeah. got to watch him and that sort of yeah. thing. But I don't know. It's like at, after a certain amount of time, it just it feels more like a tradition than something that you're doing because you did it as a kid. It's like it's not nostalgic anymore. It's just a part of life, basically. Indeed. For better or worse, the holidays are packed with nostalgia. A new survey asked people what ignites the most nostalgia during uh, the holiday season. And the number one response was spending time with loved ones. Well, I would imagine that's what it would be, wouldn't it? If you, yeah. you know, don't mm -hmm. see your family, particularly if you live out of town and you come back home for the holidays and all that stuff. That's that's a very, very important time. No question about it. One for 99% of people, Christmas growing up is about spending a lot of time with your parents and siblings. Mm -hmm. So it's like those people mean Christmas to you for the first 18 years of your life. No question. And my next door neighbors with the first 18 years of my life getting in fist fights over the holiday. That's, you know, very nostalgic. Everyone's got that like, oh, this is, here comes, <laughs> you know, Craig. He's going to punch someone at dinner. It's like I never saw that, even though no, you never did. Nope. You, you know, did not. we come from a storied line of alcoholics. And that still never really happened. No one got, like, mean during Christmas. No, no one fought each other. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, why? Uh, maybe this story will tell us what that's all about. Um, decorating the Christmas tree was a close second, followed by seeing holiday lights, holiday music, holiday movies, baking cookies, cooking holiday meals, receiving a holiday card, and vintage decorations. And some holiday traditions might only be done for the sake of nostalgia. In the same survey, 22% of people admit they probably spend more time planning and putting up their decorations than they actually do relaxing and enjoying them. That is not even possible. No, there's absolutely no way. That's ridiculous. No, I'm sorry. Putting up your Christmas tree, which we'll say takes you an hour. We'll go, yeah. And we'll go. Maybe you have a lot of lights and you put up a bunch of stuff around your house. We'll say it's three hours because you're singing and dancing and whatever yeah. else. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Every like even, day you're sitting around yeah, your house exactly. looking at that. Even if you're the kind of person who's like, you know, every single vertex on your house has to have a string of lights connecting to every other vertex. Mm -hmm. You know, you're making one of those home improvement, uh, Tim Allen, insane houses covered in stuff. And every shelf has an elf and so forth. <laughs> every shelf has an elf. Every shelf <laughs> That's has still an elf. like a grand total of maybe, what, 20, 30 hours? Yeah. And let's see, how many hours are in December? Uh, 744. So the ratio is still pretty good. Yeah, I would say so. I, the, I, I don't know who made that point. You spend right. more time putting up decorations than no way. I, it's not, not well, even possible. I mean, I guess maybe not just staring at it. It's exactly. Not like you're just yeah. like this. Is my one thing I'm doing for the next 15 minutes is looking and appreciating it. My right. Christmas tree. It's like it depends on your definition of enjoying. Yeah. I suppose. Are you just like yeah? If I'm not just like sitting at the tree, you know, and, and basking in it, am I not enjoying it? Because it's like you know, I don't do that obviously. Mm. Yeah. But you know, it's like the, having the tree there. It's always, you know, you walk by that room, you look at the tree, you know, it takes up, you know, 10, 15 seconds out of your life here and there. It adds up. All right. This next one, ladies and gentlemen, I could understand. I've never done this, but I might do it from now on. What is the number one thing that Grubhub says everyone is ordering now? Chinese food. Uh, mm. Nope. All right. Are you talking about specifically on Christmas? Uh, it says now. That's oh, all. Okay. It doesn't say Christmas. It just says now. It's going to be what something weird order? like dolmas. I will tell you, honestly, the first thing, the number one thing I would do this definitely sounds good. I've never done it, but I would do it. Uh, number two is pizza with pineapple. Hell why, yeah. Why would they add pineapple? Why that specifically? Season? Yeah. That's weird. So good. So like, pizza, so does that mean pizza with pineapple is more common than pizza without pineapple? That just doesn't That's seem insane. That no. doesn't seem possible. No, no. Okay, the number one thing Grubhub delivers this time of the year, and I am going to try this just because I saw it. Never thought of it. Salads with French fries. That'd what be is good. mixed Going together? On. What? Oh, like 
you no, two, like a side two salad and some french fries or hey french fries, yes okay. oh okay not, not the french fries in the salad oh, okay, okay. Uh, i mean i yeah. guess you got your salty you got your salads mostly just water so True. it makes sense and the dressing is fatty most often yeah, or, depending or, or or a vinaigrette. So you got your acid, you got your salt, you got yeah. your fat. There you go. Yeah, true. Very, very true. That sounds amazing. I mm. would like to have a salad with some French fries on a side. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I could do you that all if I could eat salad. You can't eat salad. Nope. Have been able to eat salad in fifteen years. Why do you? Does it make you have to go to the bathroom or something? No, it hurts my stomach. I don't know. Oh, why. does it really? Yeah, no one's ever been able to figure it out. I wish I could eat salad because I used to. I used to go to Byerly's and get those um, those chopped salads they have. Yeah, I would eat like, it's two, like a thirty dollars salad. I would eat like two of those a day and nothing, oh, nothing else. That is like my favorite mm -hmm. thing, and then you just put in crazy things on it. Yep, there, they're super good. I miss those. Yeah, they're good. I love. I was just did that at Byerly's on Monday, and then I yep. got like a box of those uh ritz crackers with cheese in them mm -hmm. so i was like totally eating a salad oh, and go. that so it was like the naughty and nice it was mm -hmm. delicious i have a feeling it's going to be like i'm going to be 98 years old and they're going to burst into my room and they're going to be like good news we have a cure for not being able to eat salad and i'll be like but i don't have any teeth so andy it's too late I'll for run me a 5k i'll run a 5k for your lack of salad i think it's going to have to be more like a 500k i will i will do enough miles problem to solve this problem for you the ice bucket okay. challenge the salad bucket the dressing bucket challenge there you go there ranch you go. dressing bucket challenge Brittany, um i can't say who it is on the show but the guy in this next story looks exactly like a guy that worked with us over at the queue and you found him to be really creepy Oh, so that's a big bucket <laughs> that uh, i thought there was only one or two mm. but it's a big bucket I'm okay. So, which does it story is is it in Tom's news stories? Yes. All right. Well, well we probably don't want to give the headline because people are going to Google it and you know know who you're talking about. Then. No, they wouldn't know the name. No, this, he just looks like the guy. Oh well. Is it the story with a bunch of guys? Uh, starts with drunk tourist. <laughs> oh, okay. No, oh, yeah. Good luck googling this specific story <laughs> that starts with a drunk tourist. <laughs> Very, very true. I wonder if I'll recognize him. I don't even recognize him, so I don't. I think it would work. I don't think he, this person looks a lot younger than I thought. Yeah, I don't Absolutely. know. I wouldn't know who that is. He looks like he's like twenty. Yeah, he looks a baby face, so mm -hmm. I don't even know who that is. All right, huh. Tevin, you ready? I'm ready. Drunk tourist sexually molests manatee statue at Florida restaurant after being asked to leave. Well, you assaulted a statue. You can't sexually assault a statue. It's not possible. Uh, that's awesome. Well, where would you put it? That's what I would like to know. Also, like, I don't know if you can molest a statue. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's a statue. It's molest proof. That's true. It's, it's a very uh, detailed statue. So it yeah, it's like an anatomically correct manatee statue. Are we saying then? <laughs> Daniel, <laughs> I hope that statue not. was thick. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not specifically saying what he did to the manatee statue. A tourist found himself behind bars after he drunkenly threw gator nuggets into a restaurant and sexually molested a manatee statue. One staff asked him to leave. Anthony Lessa, 23, was arrested and charged with disorderly intoxication after the incident took place at two sep. We did it at two separate places in St. Peter Beach. On Friday, postcard in on the beach and Rick's Reef restaurant, according to an affidavit from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office. Uh, the man from Pittsburgh is accused of throwing gator. What's a gator nugget? I don't even it's know what like that is. Chicken nuggets, except gator. That's yeah. It literally it says gator bites are pieces of fresh fried gator. So yeah, it's really? it's a McNugget, but it's a gator. Oh okay. I've, I've had yeah. gator before. It tastes good, honestly. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, hey, why not? Throwing gator nuggets into Rick's Reef restaurant, and deputies found more of them in his pants pocket when he was arrested. According to the Rick's Reef restaurant menu, gator bites are pieces of fresh fried gator. When staff confronted Lessa, he became belligerent and sexually molested a manatee. So he dry humped the statue. Was that yeah, the I'm guessing? Honestly, yeah. I have done that. I mean, maybe not to a manatee, <laughs> but like been drunk and like jokingly been like, yeah, you know, so stupid. 
yeah, that's not good that you may have done that in your life. Think about right? it. And get I'm back so glad that there was not an article written about me when I dry humped the side of a fraternity as a joke. Right, like, with a pocket full of chicken nuggets. <laughs> I've, exactly. I've been this man. I have been this man. All right, so after he molested the manatee statue, manatee statue, he, uh, Lesla ran off the property and down Gulf Boulevard toward his hotel, the postcard inn, on the beach and the hotel's manager called authorities after Lessa was acting disorderly near the front desk area. He was yelling and screaming obscenities at the front desk worker. According to the affidavit, when the manager asked Lessa to calm down and offered to escort him to his room, he refused to say what room he was in. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to drink with this guy. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, do I, I kind of do. And then just watch the madness unfold. Like I'll watch from a distance. Uh, as one of those friends. Yeah. But I, I think he was doing a little more than drinking based on what they said later. He said they what? noticed his pupils were dilated in a highlight environment, which is pretty much textbook meth. That's meth, uh, isn't it? It yeah. could be cocaine. Cocaine, which, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah. Coke, I mean, meth, money. amphetamine. What? It's <laughs> pretty much all the same thing to me anyway. Yeah. All the good stuff? Yeah, if you... If you uh, like put one pile of one thing and one another. Well, I mean, I don't. I guess I could tell the difference between meth and coke. Thanks you to Breaking Bad. You would with the bad. price, Andy. I'm just telling yeah. you. I have no idea. And, like, and the people around you while you're doing one drug versus the other. Yeah, if I had to like <laughs> prices right drugs, I would yeah. get it way off. I'm sure. I would too now, but uh, I'm sure this got up. But like, I it is a different vibe to say like. I you did coke or you did meth like it is a different well I know coke is supposed to be like the high class stimulant right and at the yeah. bottom is probably is it crack or meth that's the cheapest probably yeah, crack probably crack yeah. yeah so it's like crack then meth then coke I know that I know the hierarchy of uh, things you shouldn't take yeah wasn't there a, a there was a story on the national news I think it was last night that a bunch of young kids were doing gummies Mm-hmm. It turned yeah, out there was fentanyl in yeah, the gun. Yeah, gummy. that'll happen. Oh, you saw the story? Yeah, it was a bunch of middle schoolers that yeah got uh, gummy bears laced with fentanyl. Yep. Where, where was it? Uh, that I'm not 100% sure. I just saw the headline today. Uh, looks like it was in Virginia, Amherst County, Virginia. So were these gummies supposed to have weed in them? No, they weren't supposed to have anything in them. These oh, they were, were just literally- gummies. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah, apparently hairs bro type gummy bears, but they got mixed up somehow. Uh, well, apparently they were eating them from a quote plastic bag, so I don't yeah, know if that that's... means they like found a plastic bag full of gummies and started eating it because you shouldn't do that. No, this, there's so many weird yeah. things in this story. The bag was brought from home by a student, so yeah, I think he found like he parents found... gummies. Yep. They thought they were probably yeah weed gummies, and yep. then the kids thought, oh, these are just gummy bears. And exactly. Everybody's high on fentanyl. Yeah, I think he found mommy's fence stash. Basically, is what happened. But nobody died. I don't think so. Surprise! Well, it must good. not have had. Good. Let's see. I tried one. It tasted weird. Then it tasted good. So probably was like a combination of weed with a little. It was probably weed that had fentanyl in it that the parent didn't know about because that's yeah. getting more and more common as well. Because fentanyl you couldn't taste in a gummy bear. There's How no hard way. up like these kids. Give them some fruit snacks. Like they're going around finding fruit. Like nah, I used to do that when I was a kid. I would go into the cupboard and I would just like start eating like raw macaroni and like <laughs> pine nuts, just like whatever the hell, all- whatever the hell I could find. I would just eat. And yeah. it drove my mom insane. But that's just like what kids do. So if you have a yeah. bag of food somewhere in your house, your kid's going to find it and eat it. Well, there you have it. It's a good time to take a break and ask Kristen Burt these very same questions. We'll be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, 
or just simply need a service call to get you going again, go to SaberHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com. klgunstore.com. The Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. If you'd like to find out more about growing your business with the Tom Bernard Show, go to TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. What do you think of that action? Uh-oh, there's Kitty. She's here every day. I know. She, just, she wants more and more camera time lately. I've kind of been noticing that. <laughs> she knows it gets her hugs, I think. She's like, yeah, oh, you're in front of the camera. She knows when we're going on and she'll crawl in my lap and then just be like, hey, start, mm-hmm. you know, showing how cute I look. Does she purr? Because I always have to take kevin off screen because he purrs so loud oh. yeah she's purring right now and the oh. more tom talks the louder her purrs get mm. she loves like deep voices i called you here today for a bit of bad news <laughs> of, my, of my three main cats i've had none of them were really purrs oh yeah i've never had a loud purring cat before oh, yeah that one it's crazy yeah they're, pur- so they're yeah. relatively rare both of my cats are pretty loud purrs, hmm. but they both like they both like to be held. They both are lap kitties, so. Oh, oh yeah, Hobbs was like the lapest cat there is, but he Yeah, he Hobbs really... was like the first cat. I was like, I do I like cats cuz I just thought cats were garbage. And then one time Andy was out of town and I was checking <laughs> mm-hmm. in on Hobbs. And I was like, yeah. this cat He's jumped super in my lap. I was like, okay, am I a mom now? Oh, very so I tried sweet. I tried breastfeeding Hobbs. He <laughs> or she didn't like or he didn't like it very much. Nice yeah. story. They're sweet babies. They are indeed. What's going on in Hollywood, sister? Oh my goodness. Andre Brower. The loss of him is so sad. Uh yes. I'm not Googling who the, this is the, at all. Uh, um Yes, at the, at Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, he was from oh, Homicide Life on the Streets. Um, died, passed away yesterday at 61. They're saying it was a short illness. They haven't disclosed exactly what that is, but um, kind of throws a, a really big um, wrench into Shonda Rhimes' show because he was in the middle of shooting The Residents, which is um, an upcoming drama from Shonda Rhimes. They had done four episodes before the writer's strike. Then obviously they had to pause and they were scheduled to go back January 2nd. It's a Netflix drama that's coming up and they have no idea what they're going to do. Are they going to write his character out? Are they going to recast it? Because it is kind of a, a pivotal piece to the story. So mm-hmm. uh, that that kind of like leaves them scrambling at this point. Because I mean, we're talking about it's what, December 13th? And they're supposed to go back in a little over two weeks. 
How old did he say he was? 61? 61. Very young. Mm. And what did he die of? We don't know. They just said a short illness. And I, I don't know if you guys are noticing, but lately people are just, they're not saying what people die of. Like, unless yeah. we yeah. knew that they were nope. ill, people aren't releasing anything unless maybe there's like, or, a, you know, a crime investigation going on with something like that. But otherwise, families are really keeping that private. It's like celebrities also keeping their pregnancies very private. All of a sudden they're like, look, I had a baby. And you're like, what? <laughs> Where have you been the last nine months? Um, so we're seeing a lot of those personal details sort of be pulled back um, from Hollywood, which I think is kind of interesting. You know what I find also interesting is for every celebrity death, there's one person who is rushing to Wikipedia to change every is to was. And they it, do it, it immediately. It happens within like five minutes. It's crazy. It's like the news of this person coming or dying comes out. And someone's already on Wikipedia being like, uh, Andre Brower was an American actor. That's so it's true. It's creepy. And, you know, I got came out of Pilates last night at about, let's say, 6 p.m. West Coast time. And you bet. I'm going to bet if I had gone to Wikipedia at 6.01, it probably was already yep. changed. And it, it happens no matter how obscure these people are, too. It's like there's Wikipedia articles for people. It's like, you know, they did like one voice in one episode of a cartoon. And their Wikipedia article is updated like, you know, like lightning. God, that is very, very sad. I just, uh, f well, first of all, I just lost a friend yesterday, but then I found out yesterday I also lost another friend that I didn't know had died a while ago. Nobody ever told me. Oh, Do no. I know either of them? Um, well, no, I don't know. I don't think you knew. No, you did not know either one oh. of them, actually. Well, one of them was John Ramarchik, who owned a bunch of great restaurants in the state of Minnesota. And he's just a great guy. I, I really liked him a lot, just uh, being around him and his restaurants and all that stuff. But then I found a, a former Hubbard employee that I worked for a long time ago. I found out he had passed away, too, oh. a while ago. And I never knew about it. Uh, well, I know the Monte Carlo. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, that yeah was, he owned that, Yeah, that was a... John Ramarchik thing. I used to live in the North Loop, so I mean, actually, a lot of these places I used to, you know, used to live just right by. Does anybody ever make a better chicken wing than Monte Carlo? Yeah, they're definitely up there. Oh man, they were good. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this guy. The weird thing about it is, they put his picture up, and he looks like he's about maybe fifty-five or sixty. He was eighty-four. Well, like, a lot of people, it's like you know, they don't want to be remembered as the old, frail, you know, the end times. Uh, yeah, I, I, he. I, well, I'll tell you what. The last time I saw him was a while ago, several months ago, but I would have never guessed he was any any older than about seventy. Oh well, I don't know. That's Some people just like don't take pictures either. Before Ethan, and well, before I met Melissa. There's got to be like a grand total of 20 pictures of me in my 20s. That's it. So it's live and, in LA. You take photos daily. That is true. There's no vein out here. But also, it's like you know, he he was so he was he died at 84, which means he was born in what like 1940. So I mean, you know, for a lot of his yeah. life, yeah. to take a picture was like a big deal. Yeah, it's very very so true. But you know, yeah. Does, are there a lot more deaths during the holidays anyway? Does it seem like there's some I kind wonder. of stress that comes up? It seems like it, there, that you lose people in the holiday season. I wonder, actually. There's probably, uh, let's see, deadliest month in the U.S. is January. So, yeah, I guess that would make sense. So it after the holidays. It seems that way even with celebrity deaths because mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, Hollywood shuts down right around the 15th for the holidays. Um, but you always have a skeleton crew on in the newsroom and – those are always when the holiday deaths come in. And yeah. I remember like the year, I think about the year when Carrie Fisher and then just several days later, Debbie Reynolds passed away. That was like, what? What is going on? You know, those type of situations that are just like big celebrities, big careers, and not something you can just write a small obituary for. I got to be honest with you, Kristen, one of my favorites, Carrie Fisher, one of my favorite people in the world. Because I, I, she had an edge to her like there was no tomorrow. Interviewing her on uh, the queue, right? Live radio, right? Of broadcasting from Minneapolis. And Carrie used to call in the show all the time. I talked to her all the time. And for some reason, a new guy on the show, and I can't even remember who it was. It might have been Lastman, but I can't remember. But live on the air, he starts 
kind of poking the bear and you know he's instead of just talking he's kind of trying to be a smart ass mm -hmm. and so he says some smart ass thing there's a long pause and she goes really oh and by the way she used the whole word she goes really f you <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget that. She dropped the whole F-bomb on broadcast radio in Minneapolis. But she had an edge to her, which I re I love that about her. She was the one who was a few celebrities who was unapologetically herself. Yes. And you can't say that very often about celebrities. She would tell you like it is. She would always yep. tell you the truth. You'd get great sound bites. And um, those those celebrities are few and far between in Hollywood. Everyone's so guarded. Everyone yep. is so afraid to say something wrong, especially, you know, in 2023. And she's missed. I mean, because she was unpredictable. And I think that was one of my favorite things about her. That's exactly why I liked her so much. She's a very smart woman, a lot of talent. And she, you don't like it, then hang up. I don't care. Yeah. And her mother was equally, you know, it's so interesting if you go back and follow the history of Denny, Debbie Reynolds, you know, she was like this mm -hmm. American sweetheart, but she really wasn't America's sweetheart in real life. She was um, very similar to Carrie in many ways, you know, yeah, a little bit more right. body and, you know, off the cuff. Um, but she did tremendous things here in Los Angeles for the dance community. The Debbie Reynolds studio, unfortunately, did not survive after she mm -hmm. passed away. Her son wasn't able to keep it afloat and it's been made into condos. But that historic dance studio even was like where Madonna um, rehearsed her okay. Blonde Ambition tour. Thriller rehearsed there. I mean, it was just so it was so sad that Los Angeles couldn't save it. And now it's condos after those people. Condos. Everything oh. is condos now. Absolutely everything. That's yeah, with, you know, true. like a Starbucks at the bottom. It's like, yep. it's, it's such yep. a bummer. Um, and if you go back and if anyone's ever seen the making of Thriller, which you see John Landis, yeah. you see the rehearsing yep. and everything, yep. those were the studios. And they were in, they were beautiful and incredible. And it's they were huge. So people were able to come in and put up their whole tour setup, rehearse it, and then, like, go out on, on the stage. Because it was, you know, you can't just have these tiny little dance studios when you're rehearsing world tours or, or big, mm -hmm. huge productions. Well, there's an article this morning, Kristen, about Netflix has thousands of shows that no one watches. I, I don't doubt you, it. Do you yes. see that article? So uh, Netflix is finally releasing some of their <laughs> metrics. And, and some of this is coming out of the strikes because, you know, the writers and the actors were saying, hey, we need a little bit more transparency to understand what's a hit show and what's not a hit show and why certain things are being canceled. And, you know, they released their top 10 shows. And I think a lot of the shows are, pretty much unexpected for some people um and the metrics are only from january through june so it's not right. everything right. from this year you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt um but yeah there, there's plenty of shows that nobody's watching at all <laughs> uh, so why do they keep on i suppose it costs them nothing to stream them i, I guess yeah once they're they already... produced it's the cost to stream is basically zero yep. Well, they're starting to cancel things and not give things a second season. So mm -hmm. they're reacting a little bit quicker than they have in the past. But I, I was honestly super surprised that Arnold Schwarzenegger's FUBAR was the 10th most watched show for the first six months this year on Netflix. Really? I had never heard yeah. one person talk about it. Uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit here on the show. It's actually mm -hmm. decent, but it's not something that I think I cannot wait for season two, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> It's one of those, like, if it's on and you're watching, you're like, okay, it's good. I love Fortune Feimster. She's one of my favorite comedians. So great, I usually yeah. watch something with her in it. But, you know, it's not like Arnold's greatest project ever. So yeah. what was it about? Um, He is, he's basically playing his, like, True Lies character where he's playing, like, a a private detective with like one last major um, oh, okay. case that he has to solve. Yeah. So he goes back out there, comes out of retirement for it. But, you know, obviously there's a season two, so there's another case. <laughs> I don't know. So there is a season two. There is a season two coming. No, Tevin, this is something you watched? Uh, no, it's come across my Netflix feed, but I never, I don't know, it never really grabbed my attention enough to actually hit play. He's a horrendous actor, first of all. I mean, he is bad at acting. I'm sorry. And I know he's got an accent and go, oh, it's just because he's got an accent. No, he's a terrible actor. 
I, I, you know, I've never talked yeah. to him. I don't. Think. Well, that's Is he like, a good guy? I think that's. I what, have. I think that's why, like the the Terminator was probably the thing that really skyrocketed him into popularity. Is because in the Terminator, especially the first movie, he basically never talked. He just yeah. walked around with a stone face and shot people. But he did well mm-hmm. after that. You know, you look at something like Kindergarten Cop, where you're, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's crazy. But I mean, I think maybe his accent probably you're like, okay, the, the comedic timing is off, but we'll forgive it because of the accent. You're like, oh, I guess that's funny. And but people went to see movies like that mm-hmm. in droves back in the late '80s and '90s. Oh yeah, definitely, Mr. Freeze, Batman and Robin. That's the He's perfect role for huge. him. I mean, his story is incredible. The fact that he wound up becoming governor of California, mm-hmm. um, his yeah. personal story with the his family housekeeper and having a child with her. I mean, it is unbelievable when you look at the full scope. The other person who I think is very similar to, like, you look at the whole story and go, that is crazy, is Caitlyn Jenner, another one who's had mm. an epic career. And you go, you could, if you put this in a screenplay, I'd be like, that is so unbelievable. Very similar to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Did he do it? He did a movie called Running Man, didn't he? Mm-hmm. That sure that's did. what finally turned me against him because he apparently runs into a guy who's dead or something, at, you know, and he goes home to tells his wife, I, I just saw Al. And she goes, Al, who's Al? And he goes, Al, Al from Vic. I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I cannot watch this anymore. Al from Vic. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) And all these years later, he still hasn't lost his accent. No, he hasn't. He has not. Must sell. It must make him money, I guess. Well, it seems like if you have an accent once you're, like, in your 20s, it never goes away. Oh, yeah. Which is interesting. My mom still has her Boston accent. She's in Florida. Somehow it just, like, yeah, it becomes permanent at some point. It's one of my favorite accents in the world, though, because it's nothing but a bunch of Catholics who used to drink a lot. <laughs> well, there is that. I do, though. The Boston. No lies. Boston. No lies there. <laughs> it's all true. The Big Dig, man. How the Big Dig? How long did that go again? The Big Dig. Oh, over a decade. And at the time, <laughs> this is actually funny. At the time. Um, it, it, it happened like while I was living in New York, Minneapolis and Los oh, okay. Angeles, just to give you a scope of like how long that was. Yeah. But there'd yeah. be times I'd fly home to Boston and my dad would pick me up. He was living in Charleston, uh, Charlestown on Constitution Wharf. If anyone oh, knows yeah. Boston, you kind of yep. get like an idea of where he was living. And he'd pick me up at Logan and he'd be like, he'd be driving and he'd be like, oh, this street was open last week. And he, it would just be a dead end because <laughs> they were taking, if people don't uh, know Boston, but Boston used to have this, um, freeway structure or highway structure we call it in new england mm-hmm. but it was like a double decker and they took all of that and they put it underground right if they didn't um it would have been it would have caused massive traffic it was too congested to deal with this double decker because you had to make it this is the, i don't know if people realize this you would have to make a decision you'd be like do i go to the upper deck or the lower deck they were both going to the same place but you're like, is the lower deck moving faster than the upper deck? And this is before, you know, we would have ways or anything like that. And it was like always like you would be sweating. Like, can I get to Fenway in time for like the Red Sox game? If I take the upper deck, you just never knew it was a crapshoot. Um, but now that it's all underground, it's still obsolete. So they have to keep on doing construction. I still love that city, though. I, I, Boston is one of my favorite cities in America. I love it. And it's because of the attitude of the people. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I love that stuff. And we're like cut straight to the chase. I'm yep. like, there is no talking behind yep. your back. We're going to tell you nope. to your face, whether we like you or not. And then we're going to go on our <laughs> date. And we don't, even if we don't like you, we don't wish you any ill will whatsoever. Right. It's just like, right. like, I don't really like you. I don't have time for you, but good luck and have a great life. <laughs> See, I love that about Boston. You just get the truth right up front and everything's good to go. Absolutely. Um, Since we're talking Boston, there's a great documentary going on on HBO or Max, depending on whether you're streaming or whether you have cable, Mm -hmm. um, called Murder in Boston. Um, And some people may remember this case because it was huge. It was the Chuck Stewart case. Um, He and his pregnant wife were leaving their birthing class and they reportedly got shot um, right outside the projects because they had been carjacked. And... 
Do you remember that case, Tom? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I want to spoil it all, but it wound up, it really um, created like a kind of a hyper focus on race relations in Boston and how Massachusetts gets looked at as a very liberal state, but it's a very segregated state. And this particular documentary is done by the Boston Globe in conjunction with HBO. And it is so well done. Um, they really get into the nuances and going back to desegregation when it comes to schools and busing. Um, and they go from like kind of the 70s up to what they consider the crisis point of the Chuck Stewart case. Because, of course, he said the person who shot him, I should say this as the whole icing on the cake. It was a black man who shot him and he was a white guy. And of course, you know that there's the twist of who actually shot his wife. That's exactly right. No yeah. question. No, that's interesting what, what you were just saying. I, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Go oh, ahead. no, no, go ahead. No, I just, what I like about Boston is what you just said. The people in Boston, it's not that they want to see any ill will come your way. If they don't like you, they just don't like you. They don't want to hurt you. It's just, look, just stay away from me. It's pretty much the exact opposite in Minnesota, that if I don't like you, I'm never going to tell you I don't like you, but I will try to harm you. What is Minnesota that? Minnesota nice. Yeah, Minnesota <laughs> nice, which never existed. by. And I love Minnesota, don't get me wrong, but we got to stop lying to ourselves. Minnesota cannot can be not very nice. And it's the same group of people. By the way, being a liberal in Minnesota and being a liberal in Boston are two completely different things. They're completely different. You know, in Boston, it's like, hey, yeah, you should, everybody should be able to get what, what's coming to them. It's that kind of deal. Whereas in Minnesota, they have to tell you whether it's, it was a woman, it was a person of color, it was a this, it was a that. There always has to be some excuse mm -hmm. of why they're pissed off at you about it. Boston doesn't do that. No. Boston's just straight up. Just straight up in the way it is. But yeah, I love it. Straight that. up. Tell you tell you like it is. Um, but yeah, Minnesota was interesting. When I lived there, it was it was I found it really hard to make friends because yeah. so many people had grown up here and were really rooted in the state. And adding another friend to the table for some people was just too challenging. And I'm like, I cannot believe I was like, I moved to New York City knowing no one and had plenty of friends. And oh, yeah. now I'm in Minnesota and I'm like, will you be my friend? Like, it was really hard. <laughs> you think a conglomeration of, of Scandinavians and Germans is just too much to get past? Is, is that it what is. it is? Maybe it is. Even at work, it was just tough. Like, I was in a cutthroat environment and stuff, too. So that, that made it challenging. But well, you uh, worked for Jesse Ventura, didn't you? Oh, well, I, here's the interesting thing. I was working two jobs because I was working for Shop NBC, which I think oh, right. now yeah. is Shop HQ or something like that. But at the time, yeah, NBC yeah. owned it. And um, so I had that. And then when I worked for Jesse Ventura, all of the crew was from Los Angeles. So I wound oh, up okay. hanging out with them. So I didn't really get myself entrenched in Minnesota because then my friends were my Monday through Friday L.A. friends who would fly in for work. And then go home for the weekend because mm -hmm. the show was originally supposed to be filmed in Los LA and he wanted to do it in Minneapolis and they had already like everything was in motion. So they, they paid for the cost of housing everyone and flying oh, everyone in and oh, out every oh, week. Man. So did the show ever make any money? got canceled listen it was on msnbc nobody watches that so that's true what was he doing on msnbc who jesse why was he on msnbc that's weird because you know that like every single network when it has a political bent has to have like one outside the box of their bias. Mm. So you know what I mean? And he's like libertarian, I guess. So he was yeah, like, yep. you know, and, and literally my job as a news reader, I was just there to read the news, but he always wanted to debate things. So my segment producers would be like, if he says black, you say white. If he says up, you say down. <laughs> like, okay. Because they liked irritating Jesse and creating the tension. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is, I haven't seen Jesse in a long, long time now, but I got another note from someone that said they ran into Jesse and said, Jesse, when are you and Tom going to get back together and be friends again? And he goes, as soon as he apologizes. <laughs> so I have to apologize in order to be his friend again. <laughs> like, Jesse, why don't you settle down with that? Tom, do it on the air. Do it for the ratings. 
just have people just tuning in. I'd like to say I'm sorry to former Governor Jesse Ventura. Yeah. And have him in. Yeah, and have him on. Be like, I'm going to apologize to you live on the air. What do you think of that, Jesse? It's about time. I'm going to tell you about the time I was a Navy SEAL and would pee in my wetsuit to keep warm. <laughs> you know that story. Everybody I'm glad knows that to hear story. It. Yeah, it's like the Jesse story yeah. for most people, I think. Well, seeing my kids, Andy and Alex, are both here, and they they knew the Ventura family really well because uh, they had a couple of children. They weren't the same age as you guys. They were younger than you guys, right? They were older. I think they were older. Oh, they were older? Her daughter babysat us. Yeah, let's oh, that's see. right. That's right. What was his son's name? La, I, I want to Tyrell. Like, Tyrell. Yeah, that's Tyrell, yeah. Jade and yeah, Tyrell, yeah. Jade Jade and Jade. Tyrell. Tyrell worked on the show while I was there. He was a production assistant. And it was just kind of after maybe a few, because he wasn't governor anymore, but there was still that sting from Tyrell having a party at the governor's oh, mansion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Jesse was very upset at all the reporters that covered that particular story. And whomever was the newsreader ahead of me, and I wish I knew who it was, I don't even remember at this point, but they had covered the story and he was like, you have to get her off the show. And that's why they called me in because I had nothing to do with Minnesota. And I knew one of the segment producers and he's like, you're living in Minnesota. Just come in and read some news. That's literally how I got the job. Jade, Jade is 39 and Tyrell's 44. So actually Jade's yeah. only a couple years older than me, but Tyrell's yeah. a decent amount older, I suppose. Yeah. I didn't ever spend much time. I was around Jade a lot. She's a very, very nice person. I remember that. Didn't you guys find Jade to be very nice? Honestly, don't remember them very well. I remember her, and yeah, I remember her being nice. Yeah, she was nice. I I didn't know Tyrell pretty much. I met him, but I didn't really know him at all. But Jesse's wife and Catherine were good friends, and their their daughter babysat our kids. And I mean, that's close. But well, she's only two years older than me, so maybe she babysat just me. I'm wondering because yeah, I think it'd be a little yeah. weird for a 14 year old to babysit a 12 year old. I think it was <laughs> in the time where it was like you just were always in the basement playing video games. Yeah, I didn't need to be babysat. But I was gonna I... say, I think babysitting Andy at any age would be very weird because I feel like he's the kind of kid who would be like four and be like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Bye. Mm, You were always just downstairs playing video games all the time. And Alex is like, I'll do anything. I I was like, here, let's do 13 activities in the two hours that we have together. Like, yeah. Let's make up a dance. A hundred percent. There were dances made up. There were crafts. There was running around outside. There were games. Yeah, for me, it was like, yeah, give me a box of cereal and a Genesis game. I'm good for six hours. Yeah. Mom, yeah, she hired people to hang out with me. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Jesse also had a really nice assistant. I think her name was Dee. And she was super sweet. And mm-hmm. I feel like she was like the buffer to his very gruff <laughs> exterior. And like, she would always smooth things over and she'd be like, the governor like would like you on set now. She was so sweet. I love that part of it. Yeah. Jesse, I, that, what an interesting guy he really is. What he, he, I, he was a, I believe he was a high diver when he was in high school over at Roosevelt high school. He, he was a swimmer like six, three, I think at the time he weighed about 190 pounds. And then the steroid era came along and he no longer weighed 190 pounds. I'll tell you that. But yeah, yeah. I, I he never wanted to talk about his wrestling era. And I think it's one of no. his more fascinating. See, he's another one with a really interesting story too. Yeah. of like yep. wrestler, Navy SEAL, governor. There are some interest like Caitlin, Arnold, Jesse. I'm sure there are a few others, but some people just have some really epic stories and a lot of different chapters that don't make any sense when you put them all together. You know, that's one of the reasons he got so pissed off at me because he was never a Navy SEAL. He was in UDT, which became part of the Navy SEALs. He was never a Navy SEAL. I was a Navy SEAL. No, you weren't. You were in, I mean, look, what you did was wonderful and it's now part of being a Navy SEAL. UDT, very, very, I mean, that's, that's a very important job, no question about it. But so that's, I suppose most people, Navy Steel sounds really great. UDT sounds like, eh, that's boring. And it was yeah. a probably, very tough job. And he's going to die on that hill that he was a Navy Steel no matter what. So, oh, no, that's just how Jesse is. He was also five time champion of the world at wrestling with a pink feather bow around his neck. <laughs> pink feather bow, that's true. Oh, geez, we got to get cooking here. All right. Any words to wrap it up? 
<laughs> um, we do have a, a primetime Emmys host, just so everybody knows. The primetime Emmys from September were bumped to January 15th. They're on Fox this year. It is Anthony Anderson, just so everybody knows. Anthony, is, is he doing any heart medication while he's on there? Isn't he in some, some pill commercial or something? They're all in a pill commercial at this point. It's weird. Well, that's true. They're all doing commercial. money is big money. Sure big is. Yeah. Huge, though. All right, young lady, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Have a good one, everyone. See you. Thank you very much. We will take a break, come back, and wrap things up right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that does doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eckland, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to OneKeyWest.com. That's OneKeyWest.com. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. All right, so we can wrap up the show, uh, take the break, and come back with the family show. Uh, would you get drunk on Doritos flavored liquor? No, I would not what? drink Doritos flavored <laughs> no. liquor. I uh, would. <laughs> Hard okay, pass. so two to one. Hard pass. Hard pass. Just just but like, I get drunk on anything, so yeah. what? I don't know if my vote vote counts. Well, it's like I would I 
taste it just to see what it tastes like, sure. But yeah. I almost certainly would hate it. And even if Ugh. I didn't hate it, I would be too scared to drink more than a shot just based on what it would probably do to my digestive system. Ugh. Doritos Ugh. plus liquor? Uh, no. <laughs> it's not, it's not a healthy combo, I can tell you that much. That sounds disgusting. Uh, you know you've got a sophisticated palate when you're reaching for a shot of this. Doritos-flavored liquor is now a thing that exists. A spirit company in Denmark called Empirical is behind it. They partnered with PepsiCo, so it's official Doritos liquor. Uh, it's supposed to taste exactly like nacho cheese version Ugh. of uh, Doritos. It's 84 proof, so it's 42% alcohol. That's a little stronger than your average 80 proof liquor. Not much, Not though. Not much. Uh, they're calling it an uncategorized spirit, but basically it's cheese-flavored vodka. See, they just lost me with that. Cheese-flavored yeah, vodka. cheese-flavored vodka. No. Can you imagine the next day? No. Can you imagine oh the next God. day? Can you imagine but, the next hour? Yeah, I was going to say. I feel like after two, you'd vomit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Most likely. What color is it? I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, it's like a melted down traffic cone in a bottle. Ugh. Maybe that's what it says. So it does it actually taste like Doritos, according to people who tried it. They say yes, it's pretty close. Mm. They're infused with actual Doritos. It also smells like Doritos. A writer for Food and Wine says it has a bouquet that's quote brimming with unmistakable tang of cheese dust. Ugh. Yum, you know, so yum. did they like just soak Doritos I in wonder. vodka, or just like dissolve the powder in vodka? Probably. Just, yeah, it's you know what sucks about getting older is that like things affect you. I went to a girl mm. uh, Christmas party on Monday night, and I exclusively decided I was going to only eat brie that night. <laughs> And yeah, I, I don't know why, like, because I, me and Barry barely get along. In the morning, it felt like I was getting continuously punched in the stomach. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Really? I know what yeah, you like, mean. It's like, I hate that now. I used to hear people talk about feeling sick after eating something. I'm like, I don't understand. And now I'm like, yeah. the choices I make have consequences. And I am just learning that. Oh, God. I, the way I used to eat, I cannot even imagine <laughs> eating yeah, that way you, anymore. Yeah. I would literally, I, I would buy like uh, one of those 20 packs of Slim Jims and just Slim eat them Jims. all in two hours. I, the way you used to eat, I was, yeah, I was just like, this is going to have repercussions down the road. I, I mean, it's got to. I don't know. I've never, oh. I've never been able to drink a lot of alcohol without feeling sick, like pretty much immediately, not even the next day. It's like, as I am drinking, I go from like, oh, I've got like a buzz to like, no, I just feel sick. Yeah. And that's, that's a genetic thing. Mm, sure is. Our mom's that way too. Your mom's that way too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it also smells like Doritos. A writer for Food and Wine said it has a bouquet that's, quote, brimming with the unmistakable tang of cheese dust. They thought the aftertaste was a little more like Fritos than Doritos. Are you like kidding Fritos. me? No, it doesn't taste like Doritos. It tastes like Fritos. Come on. <laughs> Listen, really? like, I love it Fritos. Like regret. It tastes yeah. instantly like regret. That uh, choice. I like yeah. to imagine some, like, Fraser Crane-esque guy <laughs> sipping it and being yeah, like, like, hmm. Just, is that some talky I taste on the uh, <laughs> on the back of my tongue? The oh. evil genius behind this is a former chef named Lars Williams, who co-founded Empirical. He's actually been making uh, Dorito-infused booze for years. It started when an employee came back from lunch with a bag of them. Lars saw the bag, wondered if it was possible, started experimenting. He's been making small batches since then for friends. They announced pre-orders would start today at 9 a.m. Eastern. So, yeah, you're well, 9 a.m. Eastern. You're a few hours into it already. It's not clear how many bottles there are, but we assume they'll sell out. It's not, I don't know if this is expensive or not. It's $65 for a fifth. Is that a lot of money? That's, very That's a lot. Extremely, extremely expensive. Yeah. And oh, if you it? buy one of these bottles, you're an idiot, and yeah. I hate you. <laughs> I like, hate, wow. Okay. That oh, okay. $65 for insanely expensive. No. I wouldn't pay $65 for any alcohol. And it's because it's Doritos infused. He's taking, I'm assuming, and I know it's a Minnesota company, but like something like Phillips vodka or the yeah. lowest bottom right. of the barrel yeah. vodka you can get. I'd almost yes. be offended if it was high end vodka. Yeah. That would almost like, be this is like a waste. $65. That's more than you're paying for like Grey Goose at a liquor yeah. store. But now it's just because it's cheap. He's does. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Uh, 
<laughs> gross. Yeah, that's nasty. We get to watch Tevin uh, vomit. That's this. really great. No question about it. All right, we only got about a minute. Any wrap-ups? Uh, no, I don't think so. None. Doesn't nope. sound like it. Everybody's very happy with the ending of the show then, and we'll be back in about uh, around five minutes with the family show. Bye, you guys. Love Bye. you. Bye. Love you.